Hey, 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 guys, this is Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. Now let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Day of Remembrance Patriot Day. Today is September 11th, 2022. And of course, unless you were just born today, um, and I mean that, I think like if you were born yesterday, you would know that September 11th, 2001 was the day when we were horribly attacked and uh, the world changed, not just America, but the world in general. So um, I hope wherever you are, that you take a second to remember um, and never forget what happened on September 11th, 2001. I know for me, I'll never forget where I was. I'll never forget what I felt. I'll never forget anything, any part of that day. And uh, even though my spunky who's meowing down here wasn't around for that, uh, I think she feels the same sentiment, I think. She's just being jealous, actually. <laughs> anyway, that's my spunky. Guys, how are you? How are you? How are you? I have kind of been uh, missing in action, but I did that on purpose. And I'll tell you simply the one reason why. I noticed that I wasn't getting a lot of viewers. So uh, I waited until I got at least a minimum of 10 viewers because I feel like maybe there are people that are checking my podcast out and they're going back and going through the archives of all of the plethora of episodes that I've uh, done in the eight seasons that I've been doing this podcast. So I figured give give people a little bit of time to um, basically look on um, look on the podcast and see what episodes that they want to listen to before they get to the last one. But it was quite a bizarre. I was like, well, man, maybe people didn't like the subject that I spoke about in my last episode. And that, you know, it is what it is. I'm sure that there are plenty of episodes that people might not like if they gave me a gander, but I digress. I'm glad that you could join today. I appreciate you for giving me a lesson and I hope you continue to come back for more. Now you might be asking, what are you going to talk about today? Talk time with hope. And the answer is simple. Lots of things. Okay. So first I have to say something that happened, um, that happened today and it's happened to me a couple of times. I don't know if I am the only one that gets this happening to them. Okay. Because I drive a lot because I'm currently an Uber driver for those who are new. That's kind of what I do. Um, I used to be a Lyft driver and an Uber driver, but I just decided to go strictly Uber. And uh, yeah, that's because I just got way too many passengers on Lyft that were way too disrespectful. And I was like, oh, way not going to have, have that happen. And not, uh. So I currently drive for Uber and because I'm in my car so much, I ask Google, you know, hey, Google, and it'll like, what do you need? What up? And uh, that'd be funny if it did it like that. But anyway, I wanted to know what something meant. Like, hey, Google, define something. I forget what the topic was, but it came back to me and said the French translation of that would be blah, 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 blah. No, seriously, I kid you not. It's happened more than once. I don't know what that's about, but I've asked it to define something or to give me the answer for something, and it would come back and translate it in French. 
I never asked for translation in French or any language for that matter. And that's like just really kooky, right? That's like cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs kooky. And I wondered if I was alone. Has that ever happened? Because if it has, well, at least I'm not alone. And if it hasn't, I think my Google's messing around with me. You know what I'm saying? Like pulling my French pinky. Um, yeah, that was a French reference because it was translated in French. And I don't get that. And I'm like, I didn't ask for you to translate anything. Why are you translating that? Who's listening? And do you find this funny? And I'm talking to like my lap, my uh, smartphone and the Google because the Google did something that was not what I asked it to do. So anyway, moving on. I wanted to talk about, and I'm not going to talk about politics. There are so to talk about when it comes to politics. So the next episode, FYI, be on the lookout for the next episode because it's going to be all about the politicking because there's so much to talk about when it comes to the previous POTUS that I never voted for. So come back for that or don't come back for that because that might not be your cup of tea. Anywho, I want to talk about some things that irk me. All right. I have said a little bit of things that irk me, but like, this is like a list that I've, you know, um, complicated, not complicated, compiled. Uh, (laughs) And that list is things that irk me and not so much pet peeves. I mean, they could be a pet peeve, but it's just things that kind of just chap my arse, you know, just irk me. And Again, I've probably said some of this, but I think I've just made a longer list and and I'm not going to go too into detail, but I really feel like speaking about it is good for me. This is a way of having some therapy and some venting, you know, having a podcast, a podcast about what you choose to talk about is therapeutic. And that's why I want to talk about things that irk me. So let me talk about like school zones. Now, no spunky. I'm not saying school zones irk me. I'm saying the people who don't respect the school zones, who don't even try to slow down. Like, I think that's really disrespectful. And I think it's very selfish. But one thing in particular that happened to me not too long ago is I was going through a school zone. Everybody's slowing down and this car just stops puts his hazard lights on right in front of the crosswalk, right? The people that volunteer to walk the children across the street. God bless those folks because I would wonder if they're sitting down questioning their life choices when they're having to deal with disrespectful fast drivers who are like dangerous. But at any rate, any rate, any rate, this particular car, now mind you, they can go to the left, go into the school, drop off their child, or they can go a little bit further. There's like a little laundromat where it's within walking distance, it's very short walking distance to the school where they can park safely and out of everybody's way. Or they can just make a U-turn and go the opposite way and then, you know, quickly have their child get out of the car. There are like many options that that person could have done. But instead, no, what they did, because, you know, it's all about them, is that they stopped, put their hazard, they didn't, I don't even think they put their hazard lights on, and then got the person, the crosswalker lady, to, like, get up. She's like, what? Yeah, what do you, what's going on? And the lady was like, yeah, can you take my child and walk my child across the street? And she's like, I can tell she's telling that driver, the mama, the whoever that was in the car, is like, this is not ideal. You don't just stop in the middle of the road 
and stop traffic because you want your child to be walked across the street when you could have done a plethora of other things to make that happen. I could just see the kind of like the expression that the crosswalk person was telling that driver. At any rate, and the thing that was kind of scary and it irked me is because other cars behind me are probably like in a hurry. They're trying to take their child to school when they need to go. And so they're not even looking to see that somebody's exiting the car that stopped, which is problematic, right? Because if they're not paying attention and they're going, they're going within the school zone speed limit, they're still going probably in a, in, a, in a speed they shouldn't be going because they're not looking. They don't see, and it's hard to see past my car and then the other car that there's an actual child getting out of the car. So I had to like roll my window down and, you know, say, Hey, there's somebody coming out of the, you know, that car. And they're like, I'm trying to take my kid to school. And I'm like, I apologize, but just wanted you to know. And it's like, slow your roll, slow your roll anyway. Right. You don't have to be in such a rush. And I'm like, if you didn't like that, you shouldn't have a child. <laughs> I don't, I'm not being, okay, that's not right, and I'm sorry, but it does come with the territory, guys, um, but I'm not saying you shouldn't have had a child, but slow your roll, be a mentor to your child, be a role model in speeding or not paying attention to the fact that there might be a kid getting out of a car that shouldn't have stopped to begin with, probably isn't good that you rush it. At any rate, as that person was driving off, I could see that, 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 uh, crosswalk person, I was just saying like, hey, uh, don't be doing that in the future. Okay. That irks me. It just irks me because it's not about you. It's not about the parent having to get their child, no matter what they have to do, get that child into the school, even if it's not safe, even if it's not in a safe way. That's just redonkulous. Okay. So that irks me. And you might be like, what else irks me? What else irks you? Talk time with hope. Well, what else irks me is... I might have said this before, but people who speed in dangerously, you know, stupid ways. Like you're on a freeway and you got so many cars on the freeway trying to go wherever they need to go. And then you decide, you know what? I'm in a hurry and I'm going to freaking go as fast as I can over 100 miles an hour and just go zoom in and out and in and out of all these cars. Seeing how far I can go without being freaking hit or causing an accident or death. Like that's ridiculous and pisses me off and it irks me freaking to the core because if you want to speed go freaking to germany go to the autobahn if you want to speed get on the freaking freeway at like two or three in the morning head to dallas head to oklahoma head to houston you've got plenty of opportunities to speed when there aren't people on the road you know how many car accidents i've seen in the almost four years on and off that i've been driving for uber countless uncountable actually uncountable car accidents and i would not doubt that there were deaths involved in those car accidents it is scary out there and that's why i'm gonna retire i'm not gonna retire because it's scary out there i'm gonna retire from ubering because i'm ready to retire from ubering by the way so this is kind of like one of the things i was gonna say but I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm getting to that point where I'm like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to drive people anymore. I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore because I'm tired of seeing these things that irk me and <laughs> getting on my nerves. Right. I think there's some type of tendency to have a little bit of stress. Um, and I, and I've spoken this both before, but like, as we get older, I feel like as I get older, I'm getting more irritated. I'm like that irritated, crazy cat lady. And I don't like that. So I can choose to continue to drive and be irritated 
and frustrated and stressed, which are the main reasons I decided to be an Uber driver because I didn't have any of those things. I didn't want any of the frustration and the stress and the irritation that I eventually started getting from teaching. So why would I put myself, continue to put myself in that situation? Um, I mean, granted, there have been better passengers uh, since all the things and the protocols and mandates of COVID masking has gone away for the most part. Um, but at the same time, I feel like it's just time. It's just time. I've been doing it on and off, like I said, since um, for four years almost. And I don't like to stay in places very long because I get bored and I'm looking for a new challenge. I'm looking for a new experience. And yeah, so I'm going to be closing the chapter of Uber driving by the end of this year. Most, most assuredly by the end of this year, but maybe, maybe sooner than that, um, depending on how my claims go with uh, being a VA dis disabled veteran. I am, I'm not disabled to the point where I can't work, but as y'all who know, I am a multiple cancer survivor. So three time ovarian cancer survivor. And just if you didn't know, it never necessitized. It's always stayed in the same cavity of where it started, which is my lower abdomen area where the ovaries were. Um, that's where the cancer, when it's come back twice now, that's where it's continued to stay in. It's never gone into my lymph nodes. It's never gone outside of that area. Praise be to God on high. Um, but I just feel like, yeah, before I get too far off, I just feel like I really just need to, to have change, you know, as I continue to get stronger, um, as I continue to get healthier, I want to move forward and do something different. What that difference is going to be, I think it's going to be predominantly writing. Um, but really quick, I, I, I wanted to make sure, you know, when, there's a difference between uh, social security disability and veteran uh, disability. So a veteran can have 100% and um, still be able to work full time if I wanted to. Um, now going through cancer three times and all the chemotherapy that I've gone through and all the things that go with that, the repercussions, if you will, from chemotherapy and cancer surgeries and stuff have put a burden on my body. So like I'm doing a colonoscopy on Wednesday with an endoscope upper GI to make sure that my esophagus is doing well. Um, my knees aren't great. My back isn't great. My neck isn't great. My shoulder is not great. There's just a lot of not great things going on with my body that would make it hard for me to do just any job. Uh, being a writer, not going to affect being a writer. So being a podcaster, not going to affect being a podcaster. Hallelujah. But it is harder for me today to do the things that I could have done 10 years ago, 15 years ago, um, even five years ago. And so I have to be realistic about that. And um, nobody wishes, I don't think we want to be 100% disabled uh, with the VA or 100% disabled with the Social Security. But there are things that happen in our lives that we didn't want and that have happened. And these are the things, this is what happens in life. Uh, that said, I am not ashamed that I'm going to be 100% with 100% disability with the VA, there's nothing to be ashamed about. I didn't do anything to my body to cause this intentionally, all the things that I've gone through. And so, you know, I s still keep my head up high and walk, walk in a proudful way because I may be hurt and my body is not the same anymore. And that irks me, <laughs> getting back to this, the main subject, it irks me that my body is not the same anymore, that I can't do the things that I used to do, that I can't run like I used to run, that I can't even walk a certain amount of time without my knees hurting, without my neck, I'm in chronic pain. 
And that irks me because I never thought I would be somebody that would have pain, let alone chronic pain, but it is what it is. And so when I get that 100% disability, which I'm praying, praying, praying and believing that's going to be soon, I'm not going to have to worry about really working per se. I'm not going to have to worry that my bills aren't going to be paid on time or that I'm going to have to get out there and start Ubering like a maniac or any job for that matter because I would be taken care of. And I feel like I've earned that in giving 10 years of my life to the military. I feel like I've earned that in the sense that uh, I do believe things that have happened in my body were caused because of my time in the military. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be taken care of and that's, that's what matters. And so after Ubering, which I hope is be actually before Halloween, in fact, I would like to retire. I think I'm going to dedicate my time to writing. Not just podcasting. Podcasting is great. I made almost $30. What, what? Don't be jelly. Uh, podcasting. But I don't know if that's where my passion is. I think my passion is definitely in writing. And there's so many stories. I was telling a friend of mine today that I feel like I've lived multiple lives. And like lifetimes. And she's like, yeah, I think most of us do. But you might actually have more lifetime than most people. And I'm not saying that like, oh, braggadocious, look at me, look at my life. I've had more lifetime experiences than you have. It's not like that. I'm just saying like I've lived a long life for 51 and I feel like I've done so much and I've traveled and I've experienced so much and I'm so excited. At but here's the deal. You know what irks me? You know what irks me is that I'm not doing more traveling and that I haven't done more traveling, um, but I've had some hiccups on the way. So you know what irks me? Cancer irks me. It irks the crap out of me and chemotherapy and all the things that go with cancer. That freaking stuff irks me. But those aren't the real things that irk me. You know what irks me? Okay, uh, I'm not even going to look at my phone because these things are just like things that, you know, kind of chap your arse. And, and that is... Um, Poor customer service. I've talked about it before for a minute, but poor customer service. Like you can hear the phone. I called the VA and I have nothing but respect for people that work for the VA. I have nothing respect. I have respect for VA, but it doesn't always work the way we'd like it to work as veterans. But I called the VA the other day to get some kind of uh, like, where's my claim? What is the status of my claim? You know, VA claims have like an eight-step eight process or stages, rather, and closer to the last stage is the decision stage on where your claim is close to being completed and done so you can get the answer you need to get the answer to, whether it's in your favor or whether you have to appeal it again. This guy answered the phone like he's like, blah, 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 can I get your name and your social security? And I'm like, hello, and how are you today, sir, by his name, and he's like, can I get your name and your social security? And I'm like, wow, is that how you start off talking to somebody? And I said, sir, I've got to find out if you can even hear me correctly before I can start telling you the stuff I need to tell you. He's like, okay. And he, he was reading from a script. You can tell he clearly was reading from a script. He did not deviate from said script. And it was just like, I, it's almost like talking to a computer. And I was just like, that irked me because it's like, look, I'm sorry. Am I bothering you? Are you working remotely? And you're like, you're having to be stopped from sipping your tea, which I'm doing right now. Please forgive me that I have interrupted you while you're working and making a salary and making a living and having all these benefits that go with working for the government. I apologize. Forgive me, sir, for being a veteran that has had to go through a plethora of things the word for the day is plethora, by the way, because I feel like I'm using it more than I should be using it. Plethora, plenty, an abundance of. Brought to you by Hope's word of the day. Talk time, Hope. 
talk time with hopes word of the day at any rate it just was like look if you don't like your job and if you don't like working in customer service don't work in customer service because we can hear it on the other line we can hear that you're not necessarily pleased to be doing what you're doing so maybe think about getting another job life is too short right life is too short to be stuck in a mundane job that you do not like and people on the other end can tell that you do not like it and especially when you're working for people that you're not Look, we're veterans. We don't want you to kiss our ass. Excuse my French. Our ours. We don't want you to bow down to us. I, I don't want that. I don't need that. None of us wants that. None of us needs that. But we do want to feel like we are being listened to. Just like everybody else. You know? It doesn't take a second to have to have the pleasantries of hello and good afternoon and how are you today? And how may I assist you? I hope you're having a wonderful day. Something. You can fake it. Fake it. That's fine. Pretend like you care. But if you don't even have the ability to do that, then just don't do your, don't do it. Move on, you know, be a Walmart greeter. Um, do something that you feel like you would be more passionate about doing or happy about doing. Like I met a guy, he said he's been in IT, he's been around computers for 20 years and he's got like so many years left and he wants to get a job in the future where he's just going to be a security officer. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy security officer where he will not even be around a computer and he'll just have to do like walk around the building, check this, check that and, and be good to go. He is so looking forward to doing that. And if you're at a place where you don't want to like even try to like do your job with some proficiency, some professionalism, some demeanor or decorum of professionalism, and it's not in your voice that you hate your job and you're bothered by the fact that uh, I called you, then look for other work because that irks me. You know, I may be feeling not great when I'm driving for Uber. I may have fatigue. I mean, there were times when I drove when I shouldn't have been driving in the sense that, you know, I probably was just, you know, just not in the best mood because I was going through chemotherapy. But I got out there because I wanted to be out there. I wanted to be amongst the living. I needed to be around people. And I didn't take anything that I was going through out on somebody. There are times when I'm driving and I feel like, oh my God, I need to eat because I'm a freaking pass out if I don't eat and I feel like I have to tell myself to to not think about it because I just get this sick feeling I'm not gonna take it out on the passenger I'm not gonna say could you please be quiet because I feel like I'm gonna pass out and I just need to drive right now of course I'm not gonna say that I'm just gonna kind of close my eyes and say a little prayer and you know I don't know just not think about it and it goes away my point what is my point my point is if you don't like your job don't take it out on the people that are actually calling you and depending on you for the job that you're skilled at and you're doing and you're getting a paycheck. You're not doing it for free, right? It's different if you're just doing that to volunteer. And I think volunteers actually do a better job than that guy did. God bless him. Maybe he's been doing it for years and he's just tired. But I hope he ends up either changing his attitude and being a little bit, a little bit more professional and courteous to the service folks, the people that serve this country who don't really want to be on that phone to begin with because that means, I mean, I would rather be cancer-free. I would rather have gone back to almost 11 years and never have gone gone through cancer than to be where I'm at today having to call and figure out when am I going to get these things that have been given to me. What's the process going to be? How long is it going to take? You know, that's a drag. And nobody really wants to go through that. It's laborious is a word I think I learned once. It's just, it's just annoying. So yeah, that irks me. And, um, there, I mean, come on guys, 
What irks you? What things chap your arse? There's so many things. And I'm not saying that like you got to be a negative nanny, uh, a Debbie Downer, and you got to be like pessimistic or, you know, just, just negative. I don't, I'm not saying things like that. Like, but there are just things that I feel are bothersome that shouldn't have to be, that are unnecessary irkinessnesses. Like, look, when somebody turns their left signal on or the right signal on in their car, it's called a blinker. And it's an indication that that person's actually going to want to go left or right. And so let them. Why speed up? Why speed up? That irks me. There's no need for that. You're just being fictitious. Oh, my God. You're being something that I can't even pronounce. You're being an artist. That's what you're being selfish to. Treat people the way you want to be treated. And I feel like that is not as around as it used to be. Because if you treat people the way you want to be treated and you're being a boho and you're being an arse, you know what I'm saying? Like a boho, which is an arse, which is both the same things if you're, you know, paying attention. Then is that telling me that you want to be treated like that? That you're treating me this way because that's the way you want to be treated? And there's some deeper thing that's going on there? I don't know. I don't know. But... You know, we we pride ourselves here in America of saying, oh, we're a God-fearing country and we love God and, you know, we're Christians, we have Christian values. But where is it when you're out in the world, when you're not in your church pews or you're not kneeling in a Catholic church saying your prayers, when you're not in a mosque, when you're not at home listening to Christian music? And I'm used to using all, you know, when you're not in the synagogue praying where is that outside of your places of refuge of religion? Because isn't it the proof is in the pudding? It's not about what you do when you're in your church, your synagogue, your mosque, your temples, your churches, whatever, in your home. It's what you, what, how you portray it outside. And going back to the Christianity thing, you know, we say we're such a Christian, we're such a Christian nation. These are the, these are tr- big giant trucks. We call them Bubba trucks where they got their flag. They got the American flag. They got the cross on their car and their truck. They're like, room, 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 America. We love America. I'm going to run you over, sister, if you don't get out of my way. And don't you dare put your blinker on because I will speed up because I'm a big truck and I can. And flip you off on the way and maybe even put a gun out and shoot you shoot at you that's what goes on in this country and that irks me how people could just freaking have a gun and just hey you know what i don't like the way you honked at me because i almost hit you and i almost hit you and you're right you have the right to be mad at me but because you're mad at me and you honked at me i'm gonna take the gun out and shoot at you hashtag true story not to me but to a passenger i had the other day who said that some person had road rage and they ended up getting their gun out and shooting at them and that's why they were taking an Uber. That's the kind of insanity that we live, <laughs> we live here in America and in Texas, where everybody can have a gun if they want. It's just insane. It's just insane. And that stuff irks me. And I could go on and on and on about other things that irk me. But but then I'd be irked that I'm so irked. You know what I'm saying? Like now I'm irked because I find myself being irked so much as I get as I get older. Remember? Got a picture of that lady with the smoking pipe in the rocking chair going, back in my days, we respect the people. But, you know, hey, I'm only human. If anything, this lets you know that Talk Time with Hope is human and she's not perfect and she gets irked just like everybody else gets irked and her arse gets chapped just like everybody else's arse gets chapped. Uh, I think the key to all of that 
at the end of the day is no matter how irked I am and no matter how upset I am about these little things that are really not that little, but the big things that can be, you know, detrimental to one's livelihood as far as like crashing into them because they're speeding or not letting you get in when you turn your signal on is that not to let it bother me so much that it, I can't sleep or, or, or I'm frustrated or, or, or getting to the point where I can't forget about it. You know, I can get irked. I can get mad. I can get pissed off, but then I don't stay there. I think that's the key is to don't stay there. Just remember that this too shall pass. Speaking of passing, mm, segue, I got a colonoscopy coming up on Wednesday. What, what, pun intended, passing, right? Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, passing, as in bowel movement passing um, all night on Tuesday and <laughs> going into Monday. So, yeah. So, yeah, don't be so jealous because I'm going on my third colonoscopy in less than three years or right at around the three year mark. Three, that's what I said. One, two, three. Uno, dos, tres. Eins, why, right. Three colonoscopies in less than three years. Wow. I did tell you that, you know, if you get a healthy colonoscopy, you could go 10 years without having to do another one. So prayers and love and light and good vibes my way, my friends. And uh, I'm believing it's going to be great. It's going to be fine. And maybe they'll even have a healthy colonoscopy's result where I won't have to do it in six months again. But we shall see. Yeah. So that's all the irking I've got for you guys today. Thank you for giving me a listening, dropping by. And I hope you continue to do so in the future. Until next time, God bless you. This has been Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. Spunky and myself say, see you on the flip side. Bye for now.